Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. How do you do? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that totally worked. Can you do it? How do you do? How? 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 Let's talk like, like this. this. <laughs> no. I can't do it. <laughs> how? 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 The rain in Spain, Spain stays, stays mainly in the plane. And then it slowly like <laughs> yeah. deviates. Uh, Whoa, we made the thing red. <laughs> uh, Mita, how's it going? Um, I'm here, we're, physically in front of Mita you. Mita and I are recording in person, and we're going to be recording in person for a, a couple of weeks. That's the plan right now. Yeah. Just to be... Because we like it. Because we like it. And it's actually, I find it is always better. Do you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's also easier. It's always easier. All of it is so much easier. Yeah. So it's always better. We have to figure out how to do this with two mics, though. I know. We have to try. Because right now we're on one mic and we're like just moving in if, slowly. If <laughs> you're listening and you know how to set it up that we can have two mics with Audacity for free. Yes. That's the thing for free. Free. We're doing this on the cheapo because yeah. we have to rent half of these movies. That's true. It has been an expensive season. Yep. Mita, I have an request from you. Okay. Do you mind if I hijack small talk? Sure, go for it. Because I have two things to say. Okay. First, yes. I want to let our listeners know I saw Patan because <laughs> I did promise them when we did Tom Jones that I would say it. And Mita, what a ride. What a just fun. I haven't had that much fun in a theater for so long. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's the best movie. It's not like you haven't seen a better action movie or anything, but like... It proves how far star power goes. Yeah. It really proves that, like, Shah Rukh Khan is Shah Rukh Khan, but it's also Deepika Padukone and John Abraham. They're, it's just so, like, you're watching something and you're like, so this is why these people are famous. Mm. And that is a hard feat. That's good. That's a good feat. Yeah. I And it's doing gangbuster business in India and overseas. It's open number three in the North American box office. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's doing real good. And so just... Mita's planning to go see it. Yeah, on. you can't spoil anything. I'm not, that's why I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I have tickets. Mita has tickets. I'm just saying it's a ride. It's a fun ride. Okay. And uh, you won't hate it. Okay. That's, I can guarantee that. I couldn't. So um, the reason why Nadim could go see Patan yes. is because of me. Yes. And I saw him immediately after yes. he saw it. And I couldn't tell. Like, I, you said you enjoyed it, but yeah. I couldn't. I didn't see the excitement that I see in your oh, eyes okay, today. Yes. So I was wondering if you were just, like, tired. I was. It was <laughs> yeah. mid, like, 1230 by the time we yeah, got home. So, yeah, true. that was definitely a part of it. But, yes, I just wanted to say that. And then, like, when you watch it, the next week we could talk about it a little bit more. Okay. We could have a proper conversation. There but, Mita, go. you watched a movie this week. You watched a lot of movies. I watched a ton of But movies. we're going to focus on one movie. Okay. Mita, which yeah. movie is that? Too Leslie. Too Leslie. <laughs> Mita saw Too Leslie. So, I th- we have to talk about the controversy because it happened after Tom Jones. Yeah. And it ended before this episode, too. It's, all, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Yes. Too Leslie's. Yes. What are, I've been talking so much to so you. Okay, so to Leslie, if you didn't know, um, 
Andrea Risenborough. Yeah. Or is it Andrea or Andrea? She's British, so I think it is Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. Andrea Risenborough <laughs> was nominated for Best Actress. Yeah. Um, it was a whirlwind of a nomination. Yeah. It came out of came nowhere. Blue. Yes. We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. There was a lot of campaigning from celebrities that know Andrea mm-hmm. who were saying, like, you guys should see her in this. Yeah. She's phenomenal. It's, this is one of the, Kate Winslet said it's one of the best performances she's ever seen. Not one of. The greatest performance oh. by a female put on screen. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Kate said that. Kate said um, that. <laughs> and so she surprisingly got an Oscar nomination, yeah. even though she had no precursors. Nothing. And since that nomination, there has been an investigation done by the Academy mm-hmm. to see if there was any wrongdoing in terms of campaigning for that vote. Yeah. So I guess there's a rule that you cannot like actually say to Academy members, you must vote for yeah. this or you have to vote for this. You can say for your consideration. Think about it. Yes. <laughs> But you can't say, vote for yes. this. And so, allegedly, the wife of the director yes. had reached out to Academy members mm-hmm. and said, like, vote for vote yeah. for Andrea's performance in this movie. Yeah. And the Academy has come to a decision that it believes that, that there was not any wrongdoing and mm-hmm. Andrea's uh, nomination will not be rescinded. So, it's yeah. staying in place. Yeah. So that's the That's the controversy, the juice. The juice. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on To Leslie first. To Leslie, you're going to watch it. Yeah. So I'm not going to give out too much. It is a good movie. It is, for, for something that has such a small budget, it actually is very good mm-hmm. and well made. It is a very good performance. It's a story that's been told before though. And so I feel like... When I think about the other nominees in that category that I think are the standouts, which is Kate Blanchett and Tar and Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once, those are real standouts to mm-hmm. me. And then when I think about who could have taken her place, Vi- Viola Davis in The Woman King is a story I had never seen before. Yeah. And so that really stands out to me. Yeah. I haven't seen Till, so I don't know about, um, I'm forgetting her first name, Deadweiler. Danielle. Danielle Deadweiler. I have not seen Till, so I can't really say yeah. much about the performance, although I I find that it's really interesting that they focus in on her in that movie as opposed to the him, him yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's interesting because like, I, do I think she really deserves this nomination? Yes, it's a very good performance. It's a strong performance, especially in a character that could so easily be something that kind of just passes over you Mm -hmm. or something you've seen before. There is something really interesting Mm -hmm. about what she's doing, but I don't think it's interesting enough to to put with what is out there and what is in the category Mm -hmm. already. Yeah. I saw it last night. What? You (laughs) lied to me! I did, because I wanted this, because that's why I was like, I'm going to hijack it, because I I knew you watched it, and I was like, and this was like on the heels, like you watched it, and then I sent you the article (laughs) about how they weren't going to rescind it, and I was just like, okay, I think I need to watch it so that we can have this conversation. Okay. I feel pretty much the exact same. Okay. Pretty much. I saw it, and I was just like, okay, this is a nice performance in an okay film, a unnecessarily long film. Yeah. Like it's two hours long. It's about 20 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. And it feels that way. Yeah. She's very good in it. Yeah. And I will even go so far as to say she deserves a nomination. The same way Anadarmus deserves a nomination. Okay. But I, if I were to rank the current nominees, it would go Michelle Yoke Blanchett and then Andrea Risenborough. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. But I don't get the hype. 
of like this is a, yeah. no, I don't. I'm get like that Kate at all. Winslet. You have given better performances, performances than yeah that. than that. Yeah, Kate Winslet. All these all these people have given better performances, and so it does. It it really is very interesting because if you look at the people who are being called out for like pushing her, mm-hmm. all white women. Yeah, a few white men. Mm-hmm. All white women of like a certain age of a certain style, like type, and it's kind of like okay, but. Why this? Yeah. Of like, all that the I can't seen... figure out. Yeah. And that, so I asked you a question yesterday. Yeah. Do you think that, because there is some backlash towards her being nominated of as course. well. There's a lot of people who Especially are Especially like, over uh, um, Viola Davis and Danielle yeah. Deadwiller. And I was like, do you think that this there would be that same backlash if Mia Goth got nominated for Pearl? That was actually the thing that prompted me to be like, okay, this is a great conversation and I need to probably watch, watch this it. so we can have it. Mm-hmm. I can't get over that like eleven minute monologue she does. She, it's so, it's incredible. Yeah. Cause I don't. I was thinking back on Pearl. Is the movie that great without that monologue? No, it is. No, it truly it isn't. is that monologue. Yeah. It is her it's doing her. it. Cause I can't picture anyone else giving that monologue. That is such commitment mm-hmm. and like the emotional range she shows. It's wild. Yeah. It's really really impressive. Yeah. And about as impressive as Anna Darmus and Andre Risenborough. Yeah. I'd say, like, it's all quite comparable. I don't think any of them rise to the level of Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. But good. But I just don't get Andre yeah. Risenborough. I don't see... I, I mean, I know she's not going to win. But, Mita, this is my other thing. What if this propels her to a win? Do we really think that the, it's going to happen? Like, because this movie still does not, because now is real campaign time. They voted for nominations, but they still have to vote for the win. Yeah. And, like, she, they still don't have the money or the funds to do that kind of a campaign. We're talking about it. The Academy has launched an investigation. Like, that's free publicity. That was my legitimate fear that I was just like, oh, is this, are these group of white women going mm-hmm. to support another white woman to have an Asian woman lose her Oscar opportunity? Are they going to push her to go on talk shows? Are they going to push her to, you know, make yeah. all these different appearances? Like, think about Jessica Chastain's, once she got that yeah, nomination, yeah, yeah. She, think she about hustled. what she yeah. did to the win. I don't think Andrea Risenborough, especially because there's a lot of negative attention around yeah. it, they're going to push her in that same way. I hope you're right, truly, because mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't, I hope what the my fear is, is that, People are going to now see the movie. And that's, I don't mean it to sound like yeah. now they're going to know. And they're going to, th- and there's going to be, there's already some backlash from like Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. for instance, right? Yeah. Saying like, why can't smaller, why can't films, smaller films get this kind of a nominate, like get this kind of push. But I understand what the Academy is trying to prevent here. Yeah. They're saying, hey, you can tell people to think about, consider my movie, but you can't be like, vote, go, hey, you vote, vote for, for this. Vote for this over yeah. this. Or, because I think it was, when the Hurt Locker and Avatar were yeah. nominated, there wasn't there like there was pr- a producer on the Hurt Locker who had maybe had emailed people and said vote for us over Avatar. No, because there was actually a song that year that oh. did that, and the song was actually rescinded. The nomination oh. was rescinded because it was that like very obvious. I think what they found here was it wasn't necessarily. I thought I read something. There was like an investigation with Hurt Locker and Avatar was there? specifically. Maybe you could be and right. They were trying to run a campaign of like vote for over Avatar. Yeah, like vote for Catherine over James, James. essentially. And I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know. mean, we could talk about this for a long time because it's this it's is really interesting. It's really interesting, and I think it's also really. I hate to also. I think the Academy itself is problematic and has its issues. 
And I hate that this has essentially given people an opportunity to complain about the Oscar so white kind of mentality. Yeah. I haven't seen The Woman King. Neither of us have seen Till. Is Andrea Risenborough better or worse than Viola Davis? They're very different roles. Mm-hmm. Or if you were to throw Viola Davis in with those six five, six women now, mm-hmm. where does she rank? For me? Yeah. Viola would be... Above Michelle? Above Michelle versus... Wait, Michelle no? Williams. Oh, Willi- yeah. Yeah. above yeah. Williams for sure. Yeah. Above Darmus for me. Because it is... Viola is very effortless in that role. Sorry, am I doing it if Andrea and Viola are in that category? So let's together? say you have six to pick. You have six options, and you have to pick five. Okay, it's probably not Michelle. Williams, I'm still then. picking Yo Blanchett. Yeah, Davis. I'm not picking De Armas. Okay. I would pick Risenborough over De Armas. But and- now, are you picking Michelle Williams over Anna Darmas? No, Andrea Risenborough over Anna Darmas. But who's getting that fifth slot then? I have to look at the whole year again. No, Maybe. but I, what I'm saying, anyways, for the sake, <laughs> okay. I get what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. that like, Anna Darmus doesn't rank, but if you had to pick between Michelle and Anna. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle Williams, Williams sorry. versus Anna Darmus. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And throw. Because what Michelle, the problem with Michelle Williams' character in this is that they don't. It's the writing of the movie. It's that they don't do enough with her. Yeah. Because she is good in it. It's just not... There could be so much more. Yeah. And, like, what she gets to do in that is really good. But I wish there was more of it. She's also a hard character to get behind. Yeah. And that makes it difficult. But so is Leslie. Mm-hmm. In To Leslie. To Leslie. But she's very charming in that. Like, there's still Leslie a char- yeah. yeah. I still found there was some charm there. Especially towards when she... Like, in the second act. Yeah. And, like, you really start to... Because in the beginning, you're kind of just like, woman. Get, get it together. together. Yeah. And then when she starts to get her shit together, you start to kind of see the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've seen something like Hillbilly El- 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 Oh, God. How do you say Elegy? It? Elegy. Yeah. Hillbilly Elegy. I think so. Yes. Or Elegy. Uh, Andre Riseborough does really well with that type of a character. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm super interested to see where this goes. But I do think To Leslie was kind of just like, okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's a good, small, independent yeah. film. I think the hyperbole around the performance is a little off-putting. It's her friends. Yeah. Being like, watch her. Which, yeah. if you have friends in high places, you I guess. Your friends are Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Winslet, and why wouldn't you, I guess? Mm-hmm. But Michelle Yeoh, please win. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh, please win. Yeah. I'm setting it up there. And if not Michelle Yeoh, Kate, Kate. you can win yeah. a third one. I don't know how I'd feel about Andrea Risenborough winning. Because it's not a bad performance. It's not, That's but it's thing. not. It's not the performance. It's not the performance. It's a. It's this is also like a Oscar year that's filmed with like all these maximalist movies. Like yeah. there's so much. I want something that's big, big yeah, to win. Exactly. I don't want something small. And, and I think you said it. You say it best. Could Michelle Yeoh do to Leslie, and could Andrew Risenborough do do everything, everything everywhere, everywhere all at once? Yeah. And I don't know if she could. I don't think Andrew Risenborough. Could. I think Michelle Yeoh could. Michelle Yeoh could. Yeah. Would be I'd be interested to see Michelle Yeoh do that. Michelle actually. Yeoh plays five hundred different characters yeah. in one movie. Yeah. Yeah. So she could probably do it. Yeah. But speaking of characters, Mita, <laughs> what did we watch this week? This week we watched 1964's classic movie musical, My Fair Lady. Yeah. We're getting to some big names here. Yeah. Like yeah. Like we're like getting places. we're getting places. We're so close to the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, for those of our people who don't know, do you want to give us a quick uh, describe? For sure. Okay. My Fair Lady is described as... In 1910s London, snobbish phonetics professor Henry Higgins agrees to a wager that he can make crude flower girl Eliza Doolittle presentable in high society. Here we go. It is the original She's All That. <laughs> it, is the, it is the original She's All That, yes. That is absolutely what it is. Yes. You have seen this before. I have. Okay. When I was much younger. Okay. Yeah. I also have seen this when I was younger, but not entirely like okay. i've seen bits and pieces i got don't think it. i ever got to actually the second half you knew the music but i knew that she could have danced all night <laughs> probably i don't know all the music some of it was surprising mm-hmm. but everyone knows of my fair lady yeah yeah how do you not how do you not know the rain and well actually have you ever played that like pictionary game virtually with like your telestrations telestrations but the one where you have to give a phrase, I forget what yes, it's yes, called. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So one day I picked the rain in Spain. Plane. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plane. Yeah. And nobody knew oh, what that was. Okay. But I work with a bunch of 20-somethings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, interesting point. Yes. <laughs> so watching this as a 30-something woman. Yes. What are your thoughts? I still really enjoyed Did this. Did you? I had so much fun with this. Yeah. I feel like my fair lady is what Gigi wanted to be. Oh, interesting point. Yes. I think there is a charm and an energy that yeah. sort of just like comes off of the screen automatically mm-hmm. that like you can't deny it. You can't these songs are well performed. Yeah. The story is like it's a it's a far-fetched story. Yeah. It's not something that's gonna happen yeah. every day. Although she's all that does make it happen <laughs> in the everyday yes, world. Exactly. But there is something there is something so enjoyable about these like British musicals yeah. of that time. Yeah. That is just very lovely and exciting to me. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Overall, <laughs> yes, I yeah. did enjoy it. Overall, I did enjoy it. I thought Audrey Hepburn was really charming in this. Ooh. I'm not a huge Audrey Hepburn fan, I've come you, to realize. You aren't, I know. And I did like her. So I thought she was really good and super surprised she didn't get a nomination because she's actually very good in this. Well, we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> but what was really off-putting... Yeah. Was Rex Harrison. Yeah. Like, start to finish. That is a hard character to like. Mm -hmm. An even harder performance to get behind. Higgins. Higgins, yes. Yes. Higgins. You called him Rex Harrison. A lot of people don't know who he is in the movie. Yes, Rex Harrison (laughs) playing Henry Higgins. Yes. The male lead. Yes. Who is, she's supposed to be 20, and how old is he? I mean, we watched Gigi (laughs) Nadine. Yes, yeah. little girls. We, the, the men of that time, they loved the little ladies. They loved little ladies. People don't think about pervs yeah. in the 60s, I guess. I found myself in My Fair Lady feeling like if this had been done now, she would have been given the responses that I would have wanted to hear. And like in the second half, like towards the end especially, she does say things back to him eventually. Yeah. But his misogyny and his treatment of her and overall his his condescension and arrogance, it becomes, it starts to stack up, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think I liked him at any point. Are you looking at this from like a 2023 lens? Yes. Yeah. And See, now we have yes. the reverse conversation. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah. a very good point. I am definitely maybe... No, I will say this. Yes, I am looking at it from a 2023 lens because it's the first time I've seen it in completion. But I distinctly remember when I first saw it, I still felt like, why is he such a dick? <laughs> why is he that way? Why is he that? Why does he have to be that? Because you can be that character without being that. Well, <laughs> not to bring it back to she's all that. <laughs> 
I mean, it's smart to make it high school boys because high school boys are dick. They are douches. They do only care about your looks. But I think it. I think men of that time too, of when this is supposed to be happening, were very centered on those ideals of like a lady should be this, a lady should be doing that. He's only a product of his time. Who's his friend? The one who lives at the house who's helping out. I'm forgetting names. Him. Yes. Pickering. Should is it like Pickering? It? I, I think it's Pickering. Pickering? Yes, Colonel Hugh Pickering. Like, even though he ends up, you know, having that song where they completely ignore her. Yeah. Pickering is still nicer to her. He's still considerate. And she recognizes that, too, yeah. that he treats her like a lady. Which brings me to the ending, then. Mm-hmm. That ending... That line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's rude. It's rude, and it's... It's like, why did she come back? It really begs the question of why is she there? And what are we to draw from the conclusion of like, what, what are they? Like, oh, is it romantic? Is it friendship? Like, what is she, what is she there for? That's a fair question. I haven't really thought about that. I think I've always just sort of like taken this as it is. Yeah. And like enjoyed it for what what it is. So what do you, what do you think is happening there? I do think there is a romantic nature to it. Like, I think they're going to get it on when she gets back there. Yeah. I think it's supposed to resemble the, like, the idea of, like, opposites attracting or, like, your oh, the, these, like, ideals that have been around for a long time of, like, the person you hate the most is, the reason why you hate them so much is because you actually love them yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, whatever that Or is. the notion that, like, boys who like little girls, like, pull on their hair yeah. and, like, tease them and whatnot and girls are just meant to kind of fall in love yeah which is gross i get it i i'm a feminist and the likes to say (laughs) i don't like to call myself that but i'm okay with it in this context it's how you felt about Gigi. it's just like it makes sense to me it's presented in a way that is like actually palpable and i'm not mad about it because i also know if this was done today Eliza would have so much more to say and would probably wouldn't go through with like the actual makeover. That's why when they remade She's All That, they made it He's All That recently. And it was. Yes, but I heard that was problematic in and of itself. Oh, yeah. It was not fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) But what's interesting is in those movies, the lessons learned is like they are okay the way they were before. Like, even when it was adapted so many years later, Lainey at the end is just like, no, I was fine being Lainey. Which is such a, like, cheesy end. And I will say that about this, that she essentially, like, likes who she's become. Like, she likes that she's, quote-unquote, cleaned herself up. But that the question she asks of, like, but what's going to happen to me? That's yeah. a real question. And, like, mm-hmm. you've turned me into this person. Now, what, what am I supposed to, to do? do? Yeah. Where am I going? Where am I going? I'm a poor person who now, you know... Like, I don't fit in anywhere. That's, I thought that was super interesting. And that angle was super interesting. And I liked that she didn't just revert back to who she was. And that even when she's yelling at him, she's not fixed completely. No. Like, there are it'll some... It'll take time. It'll take time. And, like, there's some there's some real mature things about the filmmaking here. And I, I'll agree with you. There was... It was very charming to watch. But... Anytime he was on screen, I was just like, can we... You were very turned off. Yeah, Yeah. I was. His songs... Eliza sells it. Eliza sells it and Audrey Hepburn sells Sells it. it. Mm -hmm. Because anytime he's on screen, and also like his songs, his one song about like 
why aren't women like men? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's and I, was just like, I get, I get that this is meant to be satirical, mm-hmm. and like I get that like you're meant to poke fun at him about singing the song, but like I'm just like I just dislike you so much right now that it's hard to even find the joke in this. Mm. I I think I focused a little bit more on the actual like musicality because when initially when I started this I was like oh yeah like this is why I didn't like Gigi because when you're making a movie musical you do need like good singing you do need yeah. good songs like Gigi doesn't have, have that. that and so for me for this this fell in line of like being on par with West Side Story in terms of like its musicality and what it brings to okay. the film. It's not as great as West Side Story. But for sure, yeah. It's not as unique and it doesn't have like cool new direction that West Side Story brings, but it still is like an actual good movie musical. I think that's where my focus kind of lied in. Is like, is this mm-hmm. actually something that's entertaining to me? Is this something that's in line with like a Chicago, if you will? But are you looking at this, when you watch it, mm-hmm. are you bringing the nostalgia of what it had when you first watched it years ago? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's what informs... My decisions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? No, about, like, <laughs> not decisions necessarily, but, like, this particularly. Like, do you think you could watch this object? And I don't I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just asking yeah. a question. Like, do you think you could watch it objectively? It's hard to when you, like, know these songs and you yeah. have that, like, yes. that sense memory of, like, being a little girl and, like, liking yeah. the song and, like, trying to say A-E, all I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's fun. It's just yeah. a fun time. And I think we'll have the same conversation next week. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> Yeah, will. because it's very similar in that way. Well, even in the same year, because one of the other nominated films um, was Mary Poppins. This year? Yeah, Mary Poppins. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, so you don't know... You don't know the, the drums. Okay, tell me the drums. The drums is My Fair Lady was a Broadway musical. Yes. Okay, it did star Rex Harrison on the stage yeah. show. It also starred one Julie Andrews. And when they brought My Fair Lady to fruition, like Mm -hmm. it was going to be a film, everyone just assumed Julie Andrews is going to play Eliza Doolittle. Mm -hmm. She played her on Broadway. Why wouldn't she be Eliza Doolittle in the movie? And George Cukor and the producers of this film didn't feel like Julie Andrews had enough of a name for My Fair Lady to be made, for her to have that role. And so they had offered it to Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn was a little bit hesitant and like wasn't sure. Because she also felt like she was taking something away from Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. And she was told by, like, the producers and director, even if you say no, we're not going to go with Julie Andrews. So there was, like, a big uproar with people oh. in the Broadway community. Yeah. And Julie Andrews herself has always been upset about it, that she wasn't asked to play Eliza for this oh. movie. Yeah. And so, and then to go to why Audrey Hepburn wasn't nominated. She's not doing her singing in this. No, she's not doing the singing <laughs> yeah. in this. She's not doing the singing. So, like, that's a big part of this. And I can, I'll back that up. Like, if you are in a movie musical, you should Do your own singing. be doing yeah, your own singing. That's in fair. This. And it wasn't even her choice. They initially didn't tell her that they were going to dub her voice. Because apparently she just can't <laughs> sing. Yeah. yeah. Which I can totally see. Yeah, Audrey like Hepburn. Does, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not. But she does have a star quality to her, like when you see her on that screen, that I don't think Julie Andrews would have been able to do. Well, we'll find out next Which week. Is, <laughs> but it, what's most interesting, though, is, okay, Julie Andrews didn't get this role. Yeah. Mary Poppins comes along, and she does get Mary yeah. Poppins. She gets nominated, and she gets the win. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Right? So yeah. exciting. If you're asking me what's a better musical, though, I'm going to go with Mary Poppins. Over My Fair Lady? Yeah. 
That is that's real childhood nostalgia. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I haven't seen Mary Poppins in years. The most recent one I've seen is the Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, one, yeah. <laughs> Which I think she did a great job at. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mita's starting to get into the gossip. Yeah. She's starting to understand it. <laughs> I love this go- drama. <laughs> the drama, yeah. Since we're talking about it, why don't we name the Best Picture nominations? Okay. So we have Beckett. I've never heard of it. Dr. Strangelove. Mary Poppins. And Zorba the Greek. I don't. What's Zorba the Greek? I've heard of Zorba the Greek, but I actually don't know. Doctor Shane Love is a comedy. Yeah, black yeah. comedy. Okay, by Kubrick. <laughs> it's also Zorba the Greek is also a comedy, and then I don't know what Beckett is. Interesting, like the year after Tom Jones, you have more comedies. Comedies, in yeah. Your race. Like Beckett is actually appearing to be the only drama here, historical drama, and then you have actually four light-hearted films. films yeah. Well, I mean, Doctor Strange Love isn't quote unquote light-hearted, but it is. It's a it's like a satire. Oh, but it's a it's still a comedy nonetheless. Who's in it? Oh, um, oh, Peter, Peter Sellers? Sellers, yeah, in his most iconic role, I'd say. No, Pink Panther. Uh, this is arguably bigger. Is it? Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Have you seen the party? <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, four of the five nominees are, are comedic, com- are com- yeah. are comic, or are fu- fun, or musical, or something like that. So that is. Very interesting. It's telling. The 60s has me so confused because in my mind, I'm like, 60s is all like free love and mm-hmm. stuff. But maybe that's more 70s. I think it? that is more 70s. It, or yeah. is it late 60s? 70s cinema <laughs> in America was also very um, avant-garde. So there's a lot more experimentation. There was a lot more, like, people regard the 70s as a real key piece of, like, time in cinema. And, yeah. like, what evolved into what we have today. So we're, it will be interesting eventually when we get there. Yeah, because, like, two out of these five movies are family films. Yeah. That's just something you could take your kids to the theater Both to. of these, yeah. Yeah. Which we rarely see anymore. anymore yeah. yeah. Very rarely. Like, you don't get animated. Animated films very rarely get nominated. Mm-hmm. And then you don't... Family films... Like live action family, forget it. I like can't that, think I can't of think. I haven't, I, but I can't get, name you even a good one. Heavyweights. <laughs> I can't name you a good one. So rude. Um, <laughs> that has come out in like the longest Last time. time it's just, yeah. It is just you know what. Spy it is. Kids is good, Nadim. Spy Kids is good. That's that's yeah. fair. There are a few of them, but the thing about My Fair Lady, I will say, is that it isn't a kids movie. It's just it's it's a family film. Do you not see yourself like being able to watch this with your daughter one day? Though? For sure, yeah. I could. Mm-hmm. Would I though? Did you buy it? No. Okay, because we had talked about whether or not you were. Gonna I would buy, buy it, and I might buy it to keep in the collection because it is. It does have that like notoriety to it, but I don't know. I like you're saying this story has been done. Like yeah. Pygmalion isn't something that is like brand. It's not even the first version of this of this story. No. So. I don't know if this is, like, the version I would say. And for me, aside from Audrey Hepburn, and, like, fine, there's the George Cocker's direction and, like... Costumes. Costuming yeah. and, like, presentation and, like, all of that. It is very nicely mounted. I, I really can't get over Rex Harrison, though. Wow. I found it very... I found him very, very off-putting. Interesting. Like, start He's to not finish. the star of this to me. Audrey is. Audrey is, yeah. but he is just so off-putting. Oh, wow. Yeah. You really hate Higgins. I don't hate Higgins. Oh. I actually think I hate Rex Harrison's oh. interpretation of Higgins, of Higgins more. Yeah. It's just, and like some of the dialogue writing, which makes me kind of think that George Cukor comes off a little bit misogynist. Oh, for sure. 
But also he was gay? <laughs> yeah. There are some ideals there that might, like, come off as misogynist. Yeah. Of, like, women are just meant to be, like, pretty little things. And, like, in the dialogue, yeah. like, that's what it said. Yeah. So it just feels very, like, odd. And I'm not saying that Gigi was a better film. Mm-hmm. I think, especially because I cannot name you a single song from Gigi aside from... Little girls. I love little girls. I love I'm little a girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't name you a single song in that musical, but I kind of got the. I kind of understood what was happening there. And aside from, and like functionally, it is a movie about a little girl being groomed to be a prostitute. Yeah. So like it is, it is strange <laughs> in that way. But this is also about... At least Eliza's an adult. <laughs> at least Eliza's an adult, yeah. yeah. And she's not being groomed to be a prostitute. She's just being taught proper English. Taught proper English <laughs> and, like, cleaned up. But again, they never talk about Gigi derogatorily. And, like, to her face or behind her back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of referencing Eliza in, like... like negative Negative terms. ways and, like being passed off as comedy and I don't want to be that person who's like you know at the time maybe that was but it doesn't feel like this is even at the time that's what I'm trying to get at it feels like Gigi didn't do that do you feel like it to like take away from the 2023 lens of it it might have softened the blow a bit if there was some sort of consequence for them talking about Eliza in that way like even even that song that um they do like after the um Buckingham Palace and they mm-hmm. come back and they're congratulating each other and no one is thinking about how like no she's the one who actually like did all the did work did all the work yeah she doesn't even say yeah, that yeah. that's my thing it's like she never even has the opportunity to like slap the, like metaphorically slap him where I guess you're right like if you are a, and this is a bad term a street rat let's yeah. say if you're a person on the street you tap Probably would have the balls enough to say, hey, don't talk. I'm the one that did all the work And here. She, Eliza would have. <laughs> like, if That's it was... the thing. This, this, I don't know why this specific image popped into my mind. But, like, if this was modern day, I feel like Eliza would be Natasha Leone. Something like China, that, yeah. And, like, I could picture Natasha Leone being like, guys, I did all the work yeah. here. What are you two both those two? Exactly. Like, something like that, yeah. right? And that's the thing is that you're not changing Eliza's personality you're mm-hmm. just softening her and cleaning her up eliza would have been like no no i did it yeah and she doesn't i could have danced all night i could have danced all night <laughs> yeah. and i was the one like and she never gets that opportunity mm. she never and even rex harrison or like Higgins's kind of transformation is so like backhanded okay I, there's just something i just there's, it's there. It's not there. It's for just you. not there for me. You couldn't have danced with I him. I couldn't have, but I would have danced with her. Yeah, I would fun. have danced with she's her. She's cool. And I find that he is the limiting factor in this for me because mm-hmm. I actually think a lot of the rest of this is very charming, and I wanted to see more of her. Like I would have wanted to see her makeover montage. I would have wanted to spend more time with Eliza, but we spent so much time with Higgins. Well, like to go to sequel prequel yeah i want a prequel of eliza like yeah. i want a movie just titled eliza, eliza. <laughs> yeah. and just see like what how how did she become this like street little yeah. vendor selling flowers why flowers what was the yeah. interest there yeah i would like to know who eliza is and there's also there's also little things like her father for instance is an interesting character but when she comes back to the her ghetto let's call it and that's like one set. Yeah. That's also like economy and their filmmaking. And I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> but like she comes back to him. She has that conversation. And he has that song about getting married. And I'm like, why is this here? This can, this literally f- edits right out. You've 
she's left her house. She's left with Freddie. And she's come back to her, her home to realize she doesn't belong there anymore. And she leaves. And we're spending six minutes on this dumb song. <laughs> and I was kind of like, why is this here right now? I wonder if, like, adaptations at that time were so concerned about, like, what do we keep in, what Fair do we enough. keep out. Yes. And I think that's probably it of, like, if you are making something that people have seen on Broadway, they yeah. probably want to see the exact same thing. Maybe. And, like, making edits like that is risque, yeah. I guess, in a way. They want to make sure that they present to you what you know or what you're expecting, yeah. at least. Because how, do we know, do you know if how long this had been on the stage for no. before it was? Yeah. But I don't think that long because Julie Andrews was like fairly young at that time. They were point. all pretty yeah. young at the time, mm-hmm. yeah. Could you picture Julie Andrews doing Eliza Doolittle in a motion picture? I'm trying to think about it. I can't. There is, it's the transformation part for me when you, like, I could picture her being like Eliza on the street selling flowers. I have a hard time picture what no because you're right yeah you're absolutely right i have a hard time picturing her in those beautiful costumes because that's audrey because that's all audrey she she can sell that like no other woman yeah she is the original like muse yeah she is the original she was Givenchy's muse for so long yeah yeah like Edith Head would die. To yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only other person I could think of, maybe like Grace Kelly, could do Grace something Kelly like kind that, of, yeah. right? But I can't picture Julie Andrews in the super glam way. I understand she's the queen of Genovia, but like that is <laughs> that's quite a long way to I get al- to that. I also think a year later, a literal year later, she did her most iconic role, role yeah. where she plays a very different version, and I think. That's kind of tainted that. Mm. Like, I don't think we can look at... At her in another life. As Eliza Doolittle, because she'll always be Maria. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of, I think, a part of it. Because when you think Julie Andrews, what do you think? Yeah. I think of Sound of Music. Yeah, she, I also think Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins a yeah. little bit, but it is... The Hills are effing alive with the, with sound, the sound of music. music. We'll yeah. talk about that next week. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> but I'm just saying is that, like, you're saying, can you picture her... Can you picture Julie Andrews doing the second half of In My her Fair career, Lady? I haven't seen her do that. Do that. Except and, for as Queen of Genovia. But that's why I think Audrey Hepburn is nice because she meant... Yes, she could do the second she half. Does. We know that. But she also does the first half very convincingly. She does. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that she has that terrible accent. Terrible accent. And she's... Like, she's all of it. Like, she really sells it. And I get why she didn't get nominated, because she didn't do her own singing. Mm-hmm. But She's the, a good girl, she is. Yeah, she's a good girl, <laughs> she is. But the performance is good. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, around Outside the songs. Of that, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, shouldn't that be recognized? Not when it's a, a musical, musical like this. Yeah. Especially at that time. Like, and you, and like, okay, yes, technically Rita Marino did not sing one of the songs in West Side Story. Which one? But it's... It's in America. There's a small portion of in America where she's supposed to have higher notes. And yeah. it's Marnie Nixon, who does the voice for Eliza yeah. this, who covers for her, who also does, I think, Natalie Woods singing as well. Oh, yes. <clears throat> You're right. That, yeah. But Rita Marino does sing a majority yeah. of the songs. And also, mm. Rita Marino is that movie. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a difference also in terms of, like... Her performance is, you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could kind of ignore Audrey a little bit. Yeah. And I think Audrey sometimes gets caught in the Audreyness of it mm-hmm. all. Like people assume she can do the second half because she does the second half so often. Yeah. And so she's always this glamour puss mm-hmm. and like with the gowns and the hair and God, the jewels. she's so gorgeous. She's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. She's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But like 
and her mother would be so proud of her Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> but no, you really need to stop putting that out there. What if someone really believes you that Catherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn are always related? there to correct me? <laughs> they are not related. <laughs> I mean, someone's everyone to know they're not related. But yeah. Do you, do you have any other sequel prequel ideas? I just want to know Eliza. A lot more of Eliza, right? Yeah, and I guess, like, do they get together? I Does would... she get the slippers? Yeah. Like, what? What happens? What happens? I would almost I like to see a... I would like to see a remake. Oh. I would actually like to see a remake because I think a remake would soften Higgins. Can we cast it? strengthen Eliza. Okay, cast it. Eliza Doolittle... Natasha Leone. <laughs> it needs to be someone who sings. Yeah. That's... I actually think what I would really like uh-huh. is a Bollywood remake. Oh. But set like a period Bollywood remake. Like a 18... 19, Not necessarily 1910, 19, but like yeah. 1940s or something. Okay. Without the advancement of technology. And I think it would be nice to, because I feel like that could You're work. You're gonna say Aliyah, aren't you? I, I think Alia could do yeah. it, first of all. But I think there are other people who could do it. Like, yeah. Brainiti Chopra, okay. um, Priyanka Chopra's cousin, cousin could yeah. probably do this. Those are the two that I could see because they are younger. Yeah. And they're... Like, Alia has range like no one else. Okay. If it was not Bollywood. If it was not Bollywood. I was going to say, Megan Fahey has an episode of Law & Order SVU mm-hmm. where she plays, like, a battered woman. Mm-hmm. She could totally do the before, and she could do the after. Interesting. Yeah, I could. And maybe she see can. That. And she can sing. But I would love to see someone. If we're gonna go all white lotus, someone like Audrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza, even try to do it. Try to no, do it. she would try to make it too fun. Actually, that would be no. Fun. She didn't do it with White Lotus, right? She That's didn't become true. Aubrey Plaza. I think that instinct is also to go with someone like Anna Kendrick. Which is, that's the reaction you would have, but that's kind of the, like, <laughs> that would feeling, be that. right? Anna Kendrick would want it too bad. You know who would desperately want it? Leah Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, can she read? Can she read? <laughs> who's doing Higgins then? Oh, that it's a hard role to cast, because you need someone who is, like, a dick, but still likable. So Freddie Prince Jr. makes perfect sense. Or someone like, like, Hugh Jackman. Has oh. enough off-screen goodwill to yes, get away with to it. to get away with being yeah. that. Yeah, because people wouldn't believe it. People wouldn't believe it. love Hugh Jackman. And he can sing. He can sing. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. Like a Hugh Jackman, Ali Abhat mix, that's ideal. Like what, Hugh, you're putting Hugh in the Bollywood movie? Yeah, like if this was oh. like pre-partition You're not putting Shahrukh. If this was pre-partition <laughs> India, okay. and like it was an English man and an Indian girl, and like... I'm, I'm making things here. Okay. But maybe not. I was going to say Irfan Khan, if you could. Yeah. Yeah. You know. If he could. But if we were to do this, if I were to do a remake now, and it would be set in 1910 England, I would yeah. probably say Hugh Jackman, and then I'd be open to Eliza. Oh, and so the little gr- the little girl. Eliza would be an Indian girl in, like, Britain that, or in India? No, no, no. I'm saying that's, like, that's the dream dream, but okay. if we're just remaking this, like, regularly, then Hugh Jackman and Aubrey Plaza, realistically. Oh, I'd like to see Aubrey Plaza. I, I'm interested to see those two opposite each other. Right? This That's feels like, kind of odd. It feels very odd. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Aubrey Plaza. She has she a has potential man and out. she is, she's working, working that, that filmography and I like it. Yeah. Rating. Okay. And whether it deserved. Yes. Oh, that's a tricky question, whether yeah. it deserves. Because if you ask me what 
is the better mu- movie mm-hmm. musical of 1964, I am going to go with Mary Poppins. Mm. I think Mary Poppins, the story has a lot more oomph mm-hmm. to it, where it's like, this is just sort of the classic, like, girl falls in love with, well, doesn't even, we don't really We don't know even know, love, yeah. But, like, girl gets treated like shit by boy. Yeah, and exactly. like Yeah, and we're supposed to believe they're in yeah. love. Where's Mary Poppins is like a whirlwind of something that I've never seen before. And it's so magical and loud um, and fun. But I can see why both would be nominated. Mm -hmm. My choice would be Mary Poppins. But I understand why this would win too. So I'll leave it at that Mm -hmm. for this. But I really did enjoy re-watching this. Like this was really fun for me from the get-go. I was like, oh yeah, flowers. (laughs) I was very excited. And I, I do think there is like a hard sense of nostalgia that comes with watching it movie like this but there's also something really magical for me when I watch Audrey Hepburn on screen like I know she's not exactly your cup of tea but she does bring this sort of glamour and this she has this like it's kind of indescribable her presence to a Mm -hmm. screen there's something there that always sells it for me regardless of what she's doing I have a hard time she's your Shahrukh Khan she can yeah she (laughs) in a lot of ways is my well I don't think she could ever have the the star power Shah Rukh Khan yeah, has. Yeah, fair enough. But she is in a way like my Shah Rukh Khan of like, I see her and I'm like, oh, yeah. Audrey, what are you up to? Yeah, yeah. What are we going to get? What yeah. kind of hijinks are we getting <laughs> ourselves into stuff. today? And I can I actually totally 100% back up her not being nominated because I do think with a musical, you do need to be singing the songs to get that nomination. Mm-hmm. It's a large part of the role in itself. Yeah. Like You can do so much with the outside character work, but it's the music that really sells My Fair Lady for okay. me, especially when we look at the musicals we have watched thus far. Like West Side Story is obviously... West Side Story. We gave it five, 10 out of 10. But like... Broadway melody. <laughs> and whatever like, that was. Yeah, whatever that was. This is what a movie musical should be. Yeah. You know, it is very grand. It's exciting compared to Gigi, where I felt like it doesn't sell musical. Mm-hmm. It wants to be a musical, yeah. but it doesn't. Like, your actors are not great singers, so there you go. They're talk singing. They're yeah. not. There's no musicality to all of this. And this movie, George Kakor does a really great do- job of directing mm. because it's still happening in, like, real life. Yeah. It's not like a, let's turn the set around and all of a sudden it's a dance sequence like American in Paris, right? It's everything is still, the actions are still happening as the songs Mm -hmm. are going on and it's driving the plot. Yeah. And that's what's really important in a movie musical. And there is just a large sense of magic that comes from watching this. And it just, it just made me really happy. And I was glad we, we got this. It's been a good week. It's been, Tom Jones was fun. This was fun. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm going to have fun next week. Yeah. So I'm going to land on a solid, Three and a half okay. for My Fair Lady. It was almost a four, but it's that singing part for me. Like, I really, because watching it when I was a kid, I couldn't tell, can the, tell difference. the difference. So I was just you like, You can She's tell singing. it's not her voice. Yeah. yeah. But watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's not Audrey. Yeah. Because there is some parts where she does do a little bit of like talk singing, yeah. and you can completely tell the difference yeah. of the voice there. And I do think Marnie Nixon deserves more than what she's gotten yeah. in her entire life. Because yeah. she's done it a lot of times. Yeah. She's saying for people. You can look it up. But there's also like the drama that's behind this movie too that really excited yeah, me. Yeah. Like I love that like 
Julie Andrews and Audrey Hepburn are actually friendly with each other. Yeah. They don't hate each other. But the idea that Julie Andrews was like, what the fuck? Like, why yeah. am I not <laughs> playing Eliza Doolittle? And like, I don't agree with her. Yeah. Like, why am I not? But that was really exciting me to me as well. Yeah. So three and a half altogether because I got to watch a musical I know and love. Yeah. I got to experience Audrey and I got a little bit of celebrity gossip. There you go. It, yeah. it hit all the notes on me does. Yeah. You know. Chick, chick, exactly. Chick. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think I like this more than I'm coming off. Uh-huh. Like, I did actually find it very charming. I, I turned it on and I was, wa- I watched it through my like my lunch hour. Mm-hmm. Was it two days? It was like three days. Yeah. And I, de- I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed it. I found it very charming. Even though I didn't necessarily like Rex Harrison specifically, I did. I found the film overall very charming. I found Audrey Hepburn very charming. The music is very nice. It's very beautifully mounted. It's very nicely directed. It's actually, it does hit all the like proper notes that it should. And like you're saying, it really does, it does those things. It is very memorable. It has the memorability that Gigi doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Gigi is forgettable. Yeah. This is not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is Audrey Hepburn. You have to admit that like, that is star power on screen and it feels like star power on screen. And that's never a bad thing. But I will say that I don't even think it's Higgins. I think it's Rex Harrison's performance of it, who won an Academy Award for Best Actor. Was Dick Van Dyke nominated? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll look it up after. Keep going. I don't know if he was, but yeah, Rex Harrison won for this, and that is perplexing to me. And I actually think that, like, I think the character needs to be rewritten a little bit to be less of a dick, but I do think that... Even if someone else had played Higgins less harshly, the same performance with the same dialogue, with the same intention, could have just been a softer role. And I don't think I I would even mind the like timely misogyny and the like women hating and all of that that happened. I think I'm looking at it now fine from a little bit of a 2023 lens, but I'm also the person when I watch these movies that I'm like, look at it from when it was intended to be watched. And I cannot think that anyone watching this at the time didn't think he was an ass because he's an ass end to end. And like you're saying how the movie ends with that last line, go fetch my slippers. It's like, I know it's meant to be tongue in cheek, (coughs) but you have done nothing in front of this girl to show her any indication that you like her. Mm. Why is she even back? That is really perplexing to me. Why does she come back? She says, you're not going to see me again. And then she leaves. So why? What is drawing her back to this man? He is an ass to her end to end. And you never, I think the other thing is, you never see the modern movie when someone is an ass, when the guy's an ass to the the girl, you never see those moments of tenderness. Mm. You know, like you could argue that like, Shahrukh Khan and Kalhonaho, for instance, is a dick to Preeti Zinta. Mm-hmm. But there are moments of tenderness and softness between them that you're like, oh, I can see where this is going. I can understand what she's falling in love with. Mm-hmm. There's none of that here. I kind of feel like they're the original Ross and Rachel. Like, I never understood why people wanted Ross and Rachel together. I actually did get it, though. <laughs> like, I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I did get it. I got, I got why she was into him, because... You know, because he was nice to her when they were in high school. But he was always, <laughs> and he was in love with her, and that kind of like infatuation. I think she like she fell in love with the fact that he loved her so much. Okay. Whether you agree with that or not, not the point. But I'm saying at least there's something. Mm-hmm. What is she drawn to here? So I find that very perplexing, okay. and I and I think if there had just been a few updates to those kind of things, I think I could have liked it a little bit more. I don't know about the best picture. Okay. I'll be honest. Yeah. I can see why it won, yeah. because the charm is there. 
the charm and the mounting and all of that, the memorability of it is there. Is it better than Doctor Strangelove? No. I like, I don't know if you've seen Doctor Strangelove. No. I saw Doctor Strangelove years ago when I was trying to be smart about film. And so I need to watch it now as an adult who properly understands things. But (laughs) I do know from what I remember that it is a very good film. And it is a very interesting film, but I get why it didn't win. And I get why this did win. Hmm. Does it deserve to win? I honestly don't know. Is it better than Mary Poppins? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I get why it won. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick to that. There you go. It was a confusing watch for me, but I didn't hate it. And I'm going to settle on three stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was Dick Van Dyke nominated? No. Oh, okay. So who are the nominees? For Best Actor that year, uh, Rex Harrison for My yeah. Fair Lady, Richard Burton for uh, Thomas Beckett, for Beckett, Peter O'Toole for um, Beckett as well. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Anthony Quinn for Zorba the Greek, mm-hmm. and then Peter Sellers for Doctor Strange Love. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even in supporting because I thought maybe he maybe would be in that, but yeah. no, he wasn't. Interesting. For whoa, I've never heard of any of these. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but um, Alfred P. Doolittle was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Well, that was yeah. My Fair Lady. And we are moving on to a, another big one next week. Yeah. Both in terms of scope and memorability and time. <laughs> but before we get to that, Mitha, yes. what am I connecting? Um, so we are following suit of connecting uh, Oscar-nominated yes. movies to Oscar-nominated movies. And last week, you had me connect... Women Talking. Women Talking to... To Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> so this week, theme. This is actually quite easy if you can get there, if you okay. can figure it out. You're connecting to Leslie okay. to another single-nominated film, Causeway, which you have watched. Yes. I have watched Causeway. Okay. Your timer starts now. Okay. Andrea Risenborough. Yeah. <laughs> to Leslie. Yeah. Is in... I only really know her from Birdman or Battle of the Sexes. Okay. Did you know Battle of the Sexes before I said it last week? I did, yeah, I did. (laughs) I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to get to Jennifer Lawrence or Ryan... Tyree Henry. Tyree Henry. Yeah. But I don't remember much of what he's been in aside from Widows. I love Widows. I know you do. (laughs) That's not the connection. That's not the connection. I, I love Widows. Amita loves Widows. I'm going to find it, a way that we can watch Widows let it, on this let podcast. It be, let it be known. <gasps> Widows is based on like an old... Hey, I tried to do that. <laughs> you have 15 seconds left. No, you're giving me more time. Okay, I'll give you more time because I went on a Widows tangent. <laughs> I'll give you a minute 30. Okay, Andrea Risenborough yeah. is in... Okay, I'm going to go with Birdman. Okay. Uh, you're at a minute right now. Okay. Causeway, Brian Tara, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. Andrea Risenborough is in. No, I was gonna do something that didn't make that didn't work. It's Andrea. 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 <laughs> Andrea. Andrea. Andrea Zuckerman. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. Okay. So yeah. I should just. You should just okay. tell me. Yeah. Okay. So Andrea Risenborough most recently was in Amsterdam. Oh, a, David O. Russell. David O. Russell film. I didn't realize she was in Amsterdam. Who has been a plethora yes, of films with Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ugh, I didn't think, I didn't realize she was in that. Otherwise, that would have been easy. And I was, the thing I was thinking, I was thinking of some reason The Fighter. 
And I was just like, I feel like Andrew Risenborough was in something with Christian Bale, but not. That sucks because I was on a streak here. I was doing very well for yeah, a while. Yeah, you were. The other thing I remember her, like, I've never seen it, but I remember she's in it, is she actually plays Wallace Simpson in the Madonna-directed movie, yes, W.E. W.E. Yeah, which I've never seen, but no. I'm interested to and see. And I've heard it's terrible. Oh, I'm just interested because I think Wallace Simpson is an interesting character. I know, I've heard it's terrible. And, like, very relevant to our current times. true, very Yeah. True. <laughs> okay, Mita, what are we watching next week that we've been talking up this whole time? The Hills? They will be alive. They will be alive. <laughs> With? The Sound of Music. Yes, man. Yeah. All three hours of The Sound Don't of Music. Don't me. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching The Sound of Music. So yeah. one big musical after the other. Uh-huh. And then we settle into things that we haven't heard of. But Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be fine. It'll be ups and downs. Yeah. Next week is The Sound of Music. So that's exciting. The 60s, man. The 60s, man. Do you have parting words for us? I do. A-E-I-O-U. That was good. <laughs> yeah. That's good enunciation. <laughs> Mita, I could have danced all night, but this is the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, <laughs> friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Write and review. And we will see you next week for The Sound of Music. Good night. Have a lovely night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at movies2watchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at movies to watch pod, and check out our litter box at movies the number two watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>